Hey everyone, it's Mallow, your host of Identico After Dark and the creative director here for Identico. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by Gamers Heaven and their newest location just north of Seattle, Washington. There, in a family-friendly and welcoming environment, you can play tabletop or video games, read manga, or just relax with friends and sample some amazing drinks from their boba tea bar. If you want to learn more, log on to GamersHeavenSeattle.com to see hours and location. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, Fringers. The following podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to tonight's episode of Identico After Dark, our nerdy little podcast where we talk about gaming, music, TV, music, and more. I got the intro screwed up, whatever. Uh, my name is Mallow. I am joined, as I always am, with my co-conspirator, Alex the Humanoid. Alex, say hello to the people. Is that summer yet? It needs to be summer now. It's close. I, I'm, I'm, ju- I'm done with cold. You're done with cold. Well, it's warmer out, I guess. Kinda. Kinda? Yeah. Kinda. I mean, I'm in Celsius, so it's nine. I'm in proper. I'm in proper. It's nine. In proper. Yeah. I like to use nice round numbers as opposed to Fahrenheit, which is just weird as shit. Next thing you're gonna do is you're gonna you're gonna switch over to the 24 hour clock like the rest of the world. I I already do. In certain things. Uh, You're one to talk, military boy. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) I try and excise all of that from my brain when I leave there. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, hmm. Hi, so, everyone. It's Wednesday. Yep. I kind of use a 24 hour time because work. I know I work 24 hours a day, so you know, it's easy when it's easy when that's all you do, right? I don't know. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to everybody in chat. Welcome in. I have a bunch of people at the top of the show. Uh, that I need to thank because we didn't do it last week. We um, did not. And boy, howdy, did it get even longer in between there. So, uh, if you're joining us live in the show, thank you. Drop your Twitch Prime subs down below. Use Amazon's money and you support the show. You can also support the show with all the links down below. We got affiliate links for Hero Forge. We got it for Strategy Coffee. Friends of ours, so you can drink some coffee while you're listening to the show. Uh, as well as uh, our merchandise. So playidentico.com is where you can find out just about everything about the show, uh, including adventures, pre- pre-gen characters, merchandise, and more. Uh, it's all there for you. It's a lot of fun. It's a good-looking place, if I do say so myself. I'm just saying. Uh, for those who did uh, subscribe and uh, do all that good stuff last week, it is a very long list. Uh, including, uh, including bit player that's here in the chat with some, uh, new and gifted subs last night, last week. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to machine gun these real quick. Levicarus, Ride the Storm, cool. Kramer, Wixie, Fred, Fred Greenleaf, Crazy C, Chrome Tiger, Riga, Jalina jo- Lison. I messed that completely up. Geekasaurus Rex, Umble Ropes. And fun play three two one. I like that reading that last one. Fun play three two one go. Uh, and if you haven't already gone to our YouTube channel and hit subscribe, it's now YouTube.com/identico. 
uh, go over there, hit that subscribe button, and ring the bell notification so you don't miss mm -hmm. any of our on-demand content because there's a lot of it coming, uh, and there's even more coming in the future. So you don't want to miss out on any of that, I promise. Uh, thank you to uh, Tim Hadley, Pelvis1420, Adam Johnson, Josh Howell, Chase Crawford, Chris Williams, everybody. That's a lot of new subs. YouTube has been alerting us to all of the new subs. That's so. actually interesting because I recognize one of those names and I'm I was I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, yeah. That it took him this long or that that they we did it anyway. We kind of lost contact. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. All right. So, thank you. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it has been. I will say this. It has been. Uh, our growth rate has been better lately, and that's all of you and all of you helping us out and telling us stuff uh, and and telling people about it, and we appreciate it. And so anytime you can, you can share or favorite or do any of that for us, it always helps us. It helps us, you know, fight the algorithm yeah. and get out there more. So we can bring spread, you more fun content. Spread the good kind of propaganda out there, not NFTs. Support us. We're like NFTs, but way cooler. And fungible <laughs> tokens, I guess. I don't know. There That's was okay. a joke. There was a joke there, but yeah. Oh, we, we can start with NFTs. Uh, somebody is suing over a Pepe the oh. frog, <laughs> frog butt NFT. I That's need like that happening. Daily Show bullshit like thing when it's like it's the NFT report and it just comes up and goes. Yeah. In case you weren't sure if the simulation was breaking, <laughs> it is breaking right now. There was a half a million dollar lawsuit over a Pepe the Frog butt NFT. That's a thing that's happening because somebody, some brilliant person, and this is this actually kind of. This kind of frustrates me. Somebody had the money to spend $547,000. $547,000 and change on a Pepe the Frog butt NFT. What does that say about what you have to do with your money? I don't know because I don't, I don't have that kind of cash. I don't buy <laughs> NFTs. Um... I don't really even buy like magic cards or Warhammer that much anymore. So like, I, you know, I, like that's a lot. You could, you can make a whole new Tyranid army for $500,000 and I, get it painted. You know, do you know what kind of identical content we could put out? If Mallow and I were handed $547,000, there would be a lot of people that would get paid to do that. Cause there's still only 24 hours in the day. There is, <laughs> but if we had $547,000, we could quit. Possibly, doing yes. Doing other things. Yeah. And just do Identico. Like, that could be a thing. <laughs> but no, someone bought a Pepe the Frog butt NFT. And the simulation is breaking. 2021 is working. Or sorry, are we in 2022 now? We are yeah, we're in 2022. 2021 didn't work either. 2021.exe stopped working about 30-something thousand days ago. Like, okay. This, see, this is the problem, too. Because we have been in this constant state of of what the oh for the last yeah two years oh right? it's been longer than that no it's I I, I kind of count the start of the lockdown like when everybody got sent home 
And I had to remind, so I was on the, the phone with our franchise people, and I had to remind them, like, the first detected cases in the U.S. were in Seattle. The first uh, major corporations to send people home were in Seattle. So if you're not in the metro area, like, it hit us first. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were the first places where it was like, well, I guess we're done now. <laughs> guess I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it's. That's kind of what it turned into up here. It was just like, well, I guess we're screwed. All those sci-fi books were right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Joe and Chad say and pallet <laughs> pallets of Doritos for all if he had 540,000K. Chat, what else would you do with 540,000K? Yeah, Let's throw know, the wild stuff out there. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Chat, tell us what you would do if you had $540,000 that we just set in your bank account right now. And don't give me that responsible stuff. I pay off my student debt. I invest in my house. No, no, no. All right. Because we would all do that. Okay. We would all do like some responsible stuff. I No, I but, actually believe that some of the people in chat with their ideas are actually what they would do with $540,000. They wouldn't I'm be just responsible give, at all. Give me the stuff. All right. Uh, Lila, I see you there in chat. Right. Tell me what you would do if you had five hundred forty thousand dollars. And Grandpa Joe's saying, "Stay with me." Oh boy, uh -oh. <laughs> is he saying that he's going to buy trampolines and pallets and Doritos for all? Or I thought he was maybe referring to quarantine and what we all had to do to survive. <laughs> <laughs> I am very scared as to what's about to happen in chat. Tesla BattleBot Arena. They say oh, Tesla BattleBot Arena. Okay. Take right. a masterclass in investing in finance. Um, <laughs> I can give you that masterclass in about an hour and a half. Don't do uh, it. <laughs> don't do it. Like that's, that's the sadly, sadly that's the case. All right. Unless you are like independently wealthy, don't get involved in the stock market. My other life advice is don't join the military. Okay. Um. You heard it here <sighs> first, folks. Yep. <laughs> don't do it. I don't know. Five hundred forty thousand covers that. Probably not. Like you know, you you can't risk anything you can't afford to lose in yeah. that market. And sadly, that's the way that it's done. Um, I didn't say it'd be a quality arena earthbound. You know what? We could build it out of like dirt berms. <laughs> dirt okay? berms. I'm thinking of like dirt berms and like oil tank <laughs> uh, trash cans and. Like old tires, like used Teslas. Ah, oh, you can for the yeah. <laughs> Built from the powder. Nice. I mean, yes. Okay. So there you go. Does anybody buy used Teslas? I didn't even know if you can buy a used Tesla. You can. You must be able to. Okay. You can. It's very difficult. I think. Uh, I know Washington is one of the only states where you can buy a Tesla directly from Tesla because we don't have that stupid car dealership law. Um, ordering a used Tesla is okay. on Tesla.com. See, he's going to go look this up right now. Yeah. Right. And while we're talking about the simulation breaking, uh, the, the headline that I saw yesterday, and this is great, and I actually love this. Okay, so... Into the Spider-Verse is probably one of my top three comic book movies of all time, right? And just from a pure technical standpoint, I think it's one of the greatest animated films ever made. And so it was only a matter of time before we got live action Miles. So here's the thing. Supposedly, 
Will Smith gave a cryptic statement to Pop Time, seemingly confirming rumors that his son has been cast as Miles Morales for a live-action Spider-Man. And I'm not sure how to feel about that. <laughs> I mean... Look, I thought he was fine in the Karate Kid reboot with Jackie Chan. I actually thought that movie was a lot of fun. Okay. Was it a great piece of cinema? No. Was it fun and just kind of silly to watch? Absolutely. But I saw After Earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that... I didn't see <clears throat> either of those movies. Oh. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Now, part of that is M. Night Shyamalan's fault because that guy lost his mind like sometime after making signs and some of the stuff he puts out now is did did he have it to begin with because every M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie all ends the same way in in slight arousal and confusion as you leave the the movie theater goofball twist at the end yeah it's like his his biggest line i think was the i see dead people right that was his line yeah. that was his movie yeah that's his like, movie. That was that was the one that got him on the map. Yeah, but like that's all the one that everybody like saw from like five miles away too. Like it was pretty obvious what was happening. I'm just I don't know. I'm very confused. He's up there with like J.J. Abrams as like why do y'all keep giving this guy movies to make? Like why do y'all keep greenlighting him? Do they really make that much money? Maybe they do. Maybe I could go look it up uh, they, on they IMDb. Do. All right, chat. So yeah, that's what we got. Miles Morales, maybe Jaden Smith. I, I I don't know how well that's going to go over. Um, I also think it wouldn't have killed them because Miles Morales is a, a a black Puerto Rican character. For them to find somebody who is actually black and Puerto Rican, black <laughs> and Hispanic at least. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I would assume Hollywood goes for safe bets. Uh, so that was some of the, the the that was some of the speculation I saw is that if Jaden's doing this, that Will's part of the deal, and that Will playing Miles's father in a live action Miles Morales movie would be the only way it would get done. And here's the thing: Will Smith's nominated for he's a great actor. He's a box office draw. He's one of the few actors I think these days can actually draw people to the box office by his name alone. I think there is a certain segment that, that will go because he's in it. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard his performance in King Richard was amazing. Mm -hmm. He got nominated for an Oscar for it. Um, and he also got nominated for a SAG award, which is probably a bigger deal because it's the actors who decide that. Yeah. The Oscar um, is just a PR play. Um, but, and, and so, that's some of the speculation that I saw was that this was a way to bring him into the MCU. And where does so, that put him with, uh, where does that put him though with, uh, Childish Gambino and all them? Cause he was, was he playing a cousin or was he playing the uncle? No, he's playing the uncle. Right? Yeah. Who, the uncle. Okay. You see, uh, yeah. Donald Glover does a cameo. If you don't recall in Spider-Man homecoming yep. as, Miles's uncle, who is the uh, villain Prowler in the comic books, uh, and is a big piece of Miles's development as Spider-Man, um, and actually just, in Into the Spider Into the Spider Verse, he was played by Mahershala Ali, yeah, who's going to be playing Blade. 
for the well, MCU. I mean, this is just though, like what it's setting up for though. If this is true, right? We'll play it out here. So like, Will plays okay. the dad, right? You've got sure. a movie now where you've got Jaden Smith, you got Will Smith, and you've got Donald Glover playing three major roles in a movie. Like, that's pretty dope. Like, if you think about it, like, that's a really good, you know, you got to obviously build yeah. out the rest of the supporting cast, but that's a solid but lineup. Here's, and, and in my opinion, D Jaden Smith is the weakest of those three, <laughs> and he's carrying True. the movie. I know. I'm not, <laughs> you know saying he's, and, not saying he's good, but it's a draw at least, you know. Uh, Earth Expert says they got to watch the new Spider-Man movies. Look, I recommend the new Spider-Man trilogy, Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home. I think they kind of hit it out of the park with all three of them. I thought they did well. Yeah. Um, I have no major complaints about this thing. And if you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, like, leave the stream right now and go watch that movie. <laughs> I kind of okay. would rather see, like, uh, if I'm being honest, like, Miles Truitt or, like, Marcus Scribner or... I mean, even Miles Brown, like that would be like, I mean, he comes from ABC. Miles Brown is a, one of the ones I saw that they were like, they should do him. It would be, I mean, he was fantastic. I don't know if anybody out there has seen the, the comedy series Blackish, but like, that's a, just one of those like seminal comedies. Like we're going to look back at that in 20, 30 years and be like, nah, that was still trailblazing then. Um, and he's just his wit and his delivery and, and just everything in that show is fantastic. And like he and looks I the part Anthony. too, you know, like that'd be cool. Like I'd love to see that. Yeah. I, I would love to watch. look and I wanna see Miles Morales in the MCU. I was super stoked when they, they teased it in Homecoming. Um I think he's a great character. And I I, I think that, that would add a lot of depth to the thing and Tom Holland had an interview where he was like he's like I think we need to see more of the spider people right we need to see spider woman we need to see uh, you know all those people who are in that spider family um, and I think it would be I think it'd be good to have that I also think you could do a lot with Tom Holland if you do it in almost a similar way to what they did in Into the Spider-Verse, where now that Tom Holland, I mean, quite frankly, he's the grizzled vet at this point. He could right? be, but he I fought, mean... He fought in the Civil War, he fought in the Infinity War, you know, he's fought all these villains, and so using him as the mentor yeah. for for Miles, right, and teaching him what it means to be Spider-Man mm -hmm. would be, I think, a good a good push to take Tom Holland out of the the set he's in right now. Well, and he's still he's still young enough that you could make the connection almost like uh, the Spider-Man game where the two of them were together, right? Like we yep. play the Miles Morales version of it and stuff like that. Like it still yep. makes enough sense. You could have enough bad guys on screen where it made enough sense to have the two of them there for a little Absolutely. bit too, you know. Um yeah. In uh, in in other sort of like Spider-Man uh, rumor news, the Sydney Sweeney might be playing Black Cat in one of the upcoming movies. That's one of the ones that's kind of like to, to again to be bringing in more of the 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 Spider Verse. Like, 
The problem is, is that I think until we see Multiverse of Madness and we see Morbius, which is the movie that I'm not looking forward to at all. Uh, <laughs> Why is that? Oh, hold on, you can't you can't gloss past that one. Why don't you want to see it? I've I've watched all the trailers and there is just nothing about it that I'm like, yeah, I want to see this. Like Venom, Venom was good. Mm-hmm. And I thought Sony did well with it, but I don't see what they're doing with Morbius. I mean, it looks like it looks like it's going to be kind of the horror version of it. You know, and I just I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a huge all of the spinoffs. I mean, Venom was like okay for me. It was an okay kind of thing for me. The one with Morbius, it just looks like it's almost like uh, it feels a little bit like the original Blade movie. That like, yes, See, Blade I love is technically movie. Yeah, but like in the time that it came out, which was late nineties, I want to say late nineties, early two uh, thousands. When did Blade I come will, out? No, yeah, it was definitely. Um, it uh, came out in ninety. Yeah, um, I loved that movie. Yeah, but it, it fits the late 90s, right? And you've got, now when yeah. you look back on it, it's got the nostalgia feel. Morbius sure. feels like it should have been made in the late 90s, but it's being made in 2022. And those Maybe two things clash to there. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't think you're wrong there. Yeah. I really don't. Um, it just, like I said, I don't know what Sony's doing, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm not collab- entirely convinced they know what they're doing. <laughs> And I'm not trying they to rag know, on them. I just I think know, they've just like let's throw good ideas at the wall and see what happens. They know better than what Warner Brothers does with the DC. Oh, uh, I'm skipping Morbius until it's on HBO or Disney Plus. It will not probably come out on either one of those because it's a Sony property. Um, I don't know where it's gonna go. Um. Because it's a Sony property, it's not. It does not. And Sony does not yet doesn't have their own streaming service. I don't right? think. I don't think they want it. Um, like if you wanted to go watch Venom, Let There Be Carnage, mm-hmm. uh, you have to go to the FX. Well, Venom is currently on the FX Now app. Uh, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, Sony owned Crackle. I didn't know that. I probably should have because I've done dealings with them before in the past. I did not know uh, they were backed up by Sony. You can watch it on Row 8, Prime Video, Voodoo, Voodoo Movie TV Store, or Apple TV. Yeah. Like, Sony... And, and I don't know if Sony wants to start a streaming service. I think Sony realizes, and very intelligently, that that market is super super con- uh like yeah it's it's just bad right now i think what right, we're seeing too many so just to kind of like hit on this a little bit too because cd sales i think and i don't know if we talked about this last uh episode or not but cd sales for the first time in history went up last year like people started cl- like vinyl sales have been steadily going up uh yep. and now cd sales have joined it uh, and I think what we're starting to see, and this is just me putting a, a, a bit of a flag in the ground and we'll see. Um, 
I think we're starting to see the fact that like people are getting tired of the streaming services as much as they're getting tired of the constant like cable thing and like people are going back to going and people are going back to just wanting to own a piece of content and being able to just play it like I don't want to have to go find not that we're to this point in music but like the new ghost album just came out last week yeah phenomenal fucking album by the way uh, and they do, they always do a whole funny series on YouTube. Like it's the most satanic thing in the world that doesn't actually like come across as satanic cause it's so goofy and how they present themselves. Um, and it's, it, it's amazing. It's an experience. It's a lot of fun. It's all these kind of things too. Right. Um, they made it very clear that like, you just go buy it from Bandcamp. It's five bucks. Here you go. You know, if you want to own it, there you go. Or stream it in the Bandcamp app or whatever. Like, yeah, it's available everywhere else, but if you want to own it, and get it as a lossless, uh, you know, file because you want to listen to it at home. Here you go. This is how you do it, you know. And they're not shy oh. about it, you know. And I wonder. And we haven't seen any backlash on this yet. And I always wondered what would happen to CD and DVD sales if. And I don't think this is going to happen. So like, this. But like, it's always been in the back of my mind because I, I got into to buying digital media. I was a fairly early adopter and I was in the Apple ecosystem early because I bought a lot of music from iTunes because mm -hmm. um, I, I bought a lot of music for iTunes. I used them on deployments and stuff like that because I would load them to my little iPod, right? Same thing with TV shows and movies. Um, so I was always curious what would happen if everybody was like, if one of those major sellers of digital media just went down. Yeah. Like, like would it suddenly wake everybody up and go, you know what? I kind of want to own some of this media and not just basically lease it. Yeah. From a company, be it Amazon, Apple, or Microsoft. I mean, in, in some ways it is, in some ways it's one of those things where, um, you are, you might just want to lease it you know, old school rental, like, and, which is something you can do on, I think YouTube, Apple and, and Amazon. You so can just rent it and be like, to me, four bucks. This, here you is go. What the, this is what the streaming services are to me. Right. People are like, you pay so much for streaming services. So I'm like, yeah, but when I was a kid, we'd go to blockbuster or Hollywood video every Friday night, mm -hmm. you know, and you'd rent two movies and a super Nintendo game. And that was probably eight or nine bucks. Right? Yeah. Uh, like, it's, yeah, no, so I mean, it's, it's an I equivalent. I don't have an issue with it. It's an equivalent. And I see, I see a couple of folks in the chat that were like, you know, Spotify for ease of finding music. And, you know, there's a ton of people still on free plans on a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think, yep. you know, music on YouTube is still one of the number one use cases of that platform is just watching music videos and making playlists yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I you I know? still watch a lot of music videos on YouTube. You know, um, and, well, it's interesting too because music videos alone are just making a comeback as a media. Like it's just as a I, way of popular, like putting music out I, there. It's back, you know. And I fully credit YouTube for that, actually. Yeah. No, no, no. I 100 percent do. Yeah. You know, I. Yeah, YouTube is generally how I share music with people. Uh, in the chat. Yeah, because it's a free platform. You can send it to people. The links are easy. There's great share functions on YouTube. Look, I I have no issues with any of that. I haven't knuckled under about Spotify Premium yet because I already have like seven streaming services. Uh, 
like I don't really count Prime because uh, my wife wants Amazon Prime. Yeah. And my Prime stuff just comes with that. Uh, so, yeah. Meh. And they've got some good stuff on Prime. Okay. So if you don't watch Prime, right, they've got some good stuff there. Well, uh, I mean, we can segue into a little bit of D&D, but I mean, the the Legend of Vox Machina was actually a really good show. I haven't made it all the way through all of it, but like, you know, there's been enough of it where I've like looked around and been like, yeah, this is quality, you know, like this is funny. It's got, it's all crude humor, <laughs> which is fine. Mm -hmm. Um, what you expected yeah it's kind of what you expect out of that group though because it's like for all the things that people like want to like hold a critical role up and they're like the bastions of storytelling and all of this kind of grand thing and stuff like that no nah, half the show is like dick jokes um which yeah. again is fine by me if you've ever heard angel city stories <laughs> i'm totally fine with that add tamales and i'm gonna throw a copyright strike at him but like you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a good one. The Boys is the same way. Uh, Invincible was really good. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of, like, you know, I will, decent content I on will, there. I will tell you my favorite show on Amazon Prime. And y'all chat. Y'all can, can bust my chops all you want. This show is quality. And I mean, it is one of the best TV shows that I have seen in five years. Mm -hmm. It's definitely in my top 20. Um, and that is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. There, that one's pretty good. It's not my cup of tea, but it's a good show. The, the cast the is lovely to work with. The the addition of the guy that got to play Lenny Bruce, who does a great job yeah. playing Lenny Bruce. Um, the episodes they had with uh, Wanda Sykes, um, where she played a very famous um, black comedian from the 1950s. Mm -hmm. um, she played she played Mom's Mabley. Yep. Um, and amazing, amazing performance by her doing Mom's Maisley in that show. So if you haven't checked out Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I highly recommend it. I love Tony Shalhoub too. Yeah, who's I mean, also who in that who show. Love Tony Shalhoub though. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what he's in. Like Men in Black, great. Yeah, right? this that show's was a good great. one too. Tony, Sh Tony Shalhoub is just really good at what he does. Um, so if you haven't watched that show. It is one of my favorite ones that they are they are still doing. They're actually in the middle of their fourth or fifth season right now. They're just came like being back. released. Yeah. Yep, it just came back. Um so Prime's got some good stuff on it. You yeah. know. Um Well, it's also got the expanse, which I know everybody in the sci fi world really, really there's a lot of folks that really, really love that one and they you know, they took it on so all the past episodes and stuff are on Prime now too and I, I tell you this what's going to be interesting is to see what happens to the prime subscription numbers when that lord of the rings show comes out um yeah yeah i'm kind of interested to see it as well uh fun note i just brought up amazon prime and Spaceballs is on prime to yes. stream for free so thank you f yeah right there man right there um definitely doesn't go from suck to blow right there so there you go i'll i'll be honest right now the, the progenitor of the streaming services, Netflix, is the weakest one, in my opinion. It very much right is. now. Yeah. It's uh, just they are struggling. They're struggling and I don't see a path out for them just yet. And with the merger of HBO and Discovery Plus happening mm -hmm. soon, which is gonna bring yeah, along my favorite pastime of all time is watching professional wrestling. 
It brings AEW possibly on a streaming service under Warner Media again. Like, it's well, just going to make gonna, everything better, I think. They're going to get away from AT&T. Yes. And Discovery Plus's CEO, in particular, is known for letting creatives be creatives. He's, he's just he's, like, go do your thing. Yeah, but he go is also thing. a little bit of a hard ass too on the numbers. So he's a hard ass too on the numbers, but he's also reasonable about expectations, which is all beyond. Like, that's how diners, drive-ins, and dives has like stayed on the air, right? It never yeah. had huge ratings. Oh, it pulls in amazing streaming was, number though. Yes, but it did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, it was it was a great feeder show for the Food Network. That's what they wanted. Yeah, and it does what it did. No, um, Food Food Network does the thing that every TV channel wishes it could do, and it builds brands. Mm -hmm. Right? It builds brands and it builds multifunctional. Uh, I don't want to say corporate synergies, but that's, I mean, kind of, right? Like, that's what it is. You build brands and franchises that are extensible across a lot of different media. And let's be honest, nobody doesn't know who Guy Fieri is now. For a lot of reasons, but, like, nobody and a lot of, doesn't really know who And a lot of people is. used to bust his chops about, like, who he was. I love Guy Fieri. I liked Guy Fieri years ago. Well, they, they bust his chops on the way he looks and stuff, but he's a character. It's all part of the brand building, right? Like... He had the, he has that personality that comes out. And you he has know look him and, when you see him. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just a you know it's a it's an interesting sort of vibe in a way. And they do that with all of it. They've got they've got a template for HDTV shows that they've created a bunch of brands on. They had MythBusters back in the day, which brought back BattleBots and all of those. Like they've got all these different initiatives and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's actually funny. One of the heads of marketing for NASA, I think, used to be the head guy for Discovery. I think, like, yeah. the head of programming, so, I think, over there. So, moving like, they know their HBO, audience, you know, moving media away from AT and T and giving them to Discovery with that merger is going to be nothing but good things for Warner Media. Um, I am I'm interested really to know though, because I pay for both HBO Max and Discovery Plus. Because like Disney Plus, I get. Yeah, but how much is it going to cost me is a question. Because if I don't think they're going to. Here's the thing: Disney is pushing them hard. Yeah. On on their pricing because Disney's not raising pricing, and that's what Netflix is doing right now. It's horking people off, but Netflix doesn't have a choice. Disney's like, we can do this for years. <laughs> right? Disney we just spits care. out, I could do this all day, all day, right? <laughs> because they're like, eight bucks, fine. Got it. No problem. Yeah. And here's the thing: for eight bucks, the amount of content they put on there, every season of The Simpsons ever. Yeah. That alone is eight bucks. Right. Like, I would like to. I would like insane. To, this is this is great content that we're talking about here. But I would like to point out three. I would like to point out three pieces of content I just found on Prime Video. Okay. The Go. first is called Lamageddon. I would like to read you the description of Lamageddon. Okay. A killer llama from outer space crash lands on Earth and begins raining havoc on a group of unsuspecting college partiers. Fan-fucking-tastic. Then I would like to read you the next one. 
Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. <laughs> the second coming is upon us and Jesus has returned to Earth. But before he can get down to the serious business of judging the living and the dead, he has to contend with an army of vampires that can walk in the daylight. Combining so kung fu action with biblical prophecy and a liberal dose of humor, this film teams the savior with Mexican wrestling hero El Santos in uh, against mythical horror. Ah, <laughs> uh, I have one last one. Go ahead. Killer Sofa. When a lay when a killer lazy boy chair falls in love with a girl, it's up to a disgraced Jewish rabbi and a couple of broken-hearted detectives to go figure out how to stop the bloody carnage that will follow. So, all this tells me, and so, so Sean and I have been for years. We've as kind of an inside joke for us. We've been like. They should be greenlighting us to write movies because we would do way better than half the shit that is just out there. Okay, we're watching Love Again tonight right now. Congratulations, Sean. <laughs> you got someone to watch Love Again. It will get at least one more view today for that. So good job. I have uh, no affiliation with the creators of Lamageddon, by the way. So, you know, I'm fantastic. You, okay. Okay, like we could be ready. You and I could should do better stuff than that in our sleep. <sighs> oh my god. Um, oh, I just, geez. I, I love it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm sure they'd hired you, Bit Player. If you have any way to get them in touch with us, where they will hire Sean and I to write, yeah, like movies, I would love to hear it because that's the problem. You got to get in front of them, and pitch. Um, Cause like you know, uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernicke are, are writing the new Deadpool movie again. So yes. they, they've got those two back to write Deadpool three for Disney slash Marvel. Yep. And I think that that Sean and I could could do. The same I would thing. have a lot of fun with Deadpool. I I would. I don't think I would win an Oscar with it, but I would have a lot of fun with Deadpool. Uh, they're getting Sean Levy to direct. That got announced this week too. Yes. So I think it's, I think it's all part of the Kevin Feige plan, which means it's going to have all these weird fourth wall breaking stuff. And I think it's going to be like the mirror image of like, like Dr. Strange is got like a lot of horror film kind of, you know, things. And I think they had something this week too, where like Kevin Feige was talking about like the uh, director for the original, the original director of Dr. Strange multiverse of madness. I think they just, they parted ways with that person because of, yeah, they in, and then they brought in Sam Raimi. Yeah, they brought in people. Sam Raimi for the rest of it. So it's like, it, it's going to have this kind of weird, like, horror sort of feel with it. And I just think that, like, you, I think you're going to be able to, like, intersperse every scene of Multiverse of Madness with just, like, a close-up of Deadpool going, ooh, or, like, having a reaction out of it the whole time. I'm, like, I'm telling you, at some point in the next movie, Deadpool's just going to look deadpan at the screen and go... There was a merger, and then he's just gonna move on. Right? Like, I mean, he has made this he's made a lot of jokes about Fox in the past two movies, and, and I'm sure we will get some Mickey Mouse jokes. Yeah, right as we go into Deadpool three. Right, he's irreverent. He's great. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of Mickey Mouse, uh, Disney workers are planning to uh, planning a walkout to, pro to uh, protest the. Uh, 
Don't say gay bill down in Florida. Uh, so you might, do you want to hit, can we hit on this one for a few minutes? Yeah, let's go. So here's the thing. So this is further proof that Bob Chapek is an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Just, I don't know what the board at Disney was thinking yeah. when they were like, yeah, we're going to go from Bob Iger, yeah. who is Hollywood old school, like knows what he's doing. Right. Yeah. We're going to go. We're going to go from Bob Iger, who was the CEO at the creation of the MCU. He was the CEO that acquired Lucasfilm. He was the CEO that acquired Fox. He was the CEO that took Disney out of the doldrums they were kind of in. Yeah. In the early aughts. Right. Early, early aughts animation, too, man. Sucked. Were bad. Like Disney, if, if it wasn't for Pixar. Like Disney, even had Pixar was in that era. Well, no, they, they wouldn't. But even Pixar was starting to lag because they were having to deal with some of the the corporate overflow from the rest right. of the company. And, and we can come back to Pixar in a minute because I watched Turning Red today with my kiddo because she was home mm -hmm. with a runny nose, and I, I want I'd like to talk about that. That's a good movie. Um, so here's then they go to Bob Chapek. Bob Chapek was the head of the parks division. That's what he was. Disney yep. experiences all the parks. Okay, and like we're gonna put Bob Chapek in charge. Okay, so here's what happens with the "Don't Say Gay" bill, right? Florida passes the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Disney says nothing. Disney just doesn't yeah. react at all. Okay, <clears throat> at all. Then Bob Chapek releases a statement. I think two days ago, right? I think it's about. And two he days says, ago, yeah. he says, I called Governor DeSantis, and we had a very productive conversation. And he's open to input and blah, 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 blah. And I'm sorry we didn't, like, put out a statement sooner. We we don't like this. Do, 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 do. So Bob Chapek's like, oh, yeah, I called Governor DeSantis, and he's open to, to reopening the bill and fixing this and do, 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 do. And the next freaking day, DeSantis is out here like, we will not be bullied by woke corporations. <laughs> the woke corporations are not going to tell us. And he's obviously, and he, he references his conversation with Chapek. Yeah. Right. DeSantis isn't dumb and either is Chapek. Okay. All Disney would have to do is go, we're going to close the park for seven days. Yeah. Seven days. We're going to shut down Disney World and all related parks for seven days. Yeah. And if you don't get rid of this bill, We'll go seven more, right? And the chat's even in there with me. Lol, if Disney closed their doors until they turned it around, Florida would immediately do it. Exactly. Okay? Disney has the power to end this now. Okay? They. Here's the thing, and I'm going to point this out to you. Okay? One of the states that's not doing it, because I know the threat's been made to this state because it's easier, mm -hmm. right? Is Georgia, right? Yeah. Disney specifically has moved a massive amount of their film production to Atlanta. Yep. Because they run out of the issues with the 30-mile zone in LA. Mm -hmm. Right? And the min the minimums that are paid in the 30-mile zone related to Hollywood. And it's just cheaper to do stuff out there. Well, okay. they have a lot more space too. It's a lot like working in the country around London. Like Atlanta's been a production house for years, like, right? But all Disney would have to do, if if Georgia tried the same trick, 
Yeah. All Disney would have to do is go, we will move all of our productions out of Atlanta. And and Georgia would be like, nope. Nope. Please don't. Okay, because they need the business. Yeah. Not only that. Chapek is an idiot because he should have seen that stab, that run from DeSantis coming. Well, yeah. Okay. You do not get on the phone with DeSantis, but we had a very productive conversation, right? Uh, yeah. No, you don't. You don't try to play nice when when it comes to that. You you uh, play hardball, especially with Ron DeSantis, right? Uh, you just don't, right? Okay. Um, he called. He says he called. And I'm gonna read this because y'all need to understand, right? Bob Chapek, and this is why Chapek's an idiot. I understand our original approach, no matter how well intended, didn't get the job done. No crap, right? He called Governor Ron DeSantis to convey the company's disappointment and concern and said the legislation becomes law could be used to unfairly target gay, lesbian, non-binary, transgender kids and families. The governor heard our concerns and agreed to meet with me and LGBTQ plus members of our senior team in Florida to discuss ways to address them. The next day, the next day, here's DeSantis's thing. Disney contacted our officers. The governor's position has not changed. No in-person meeting has been scheduled. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what they, they ghosted did him. you... <laughs> and quite frankly, at this point, I... Look, like, when people are like, Kathleen Kennedy's terrible, she needs to be fired. I, I ignore those people. Most. Yeah. And there have been a lot of people since JPEG came to be the CEO of Disney who've been like, Chapek needs to go. And I've resisted. Right? Just doesn't seem like the right fit. To be to be Ch as nice about it as I possibly can be. It doesn't seem like it's the Ch right fit. Chapek's gotta go. Like, I mean, here's here's what you do. I'm gonna go full screen for just a second. Here's what you do. Uh, game, there we go. This is an ad taken out in the Houston Chronicle uh, for the Texas law against uh, anti-LGBTQ. Look at all these signatures down here. That's a lot of shit. Oh, let's, that's how you let's do go it. through it. And then you don't, ben like, here's the headline. Apple. Discrimination is bad for business. That's it. That's all you had to say. No pretext. Yep. That's it. That's the, all the pretext you need. Like, and it's, and it's everybody. It's Apple, it's Google, it's Ben and Jerry. I mean, you go down, it's PayPal, you go down the list of, you know, all the people who were signing it and stuff like that. I think the other thing that would really, you need to have that kind of stuff in Florida. So Disney does need to take the charge because they're one of the bigger ones in there. But I would actually look at, of all places, this actually becomes an interesting thought because, you know, Russia is currently holding Brittany Griner, who's a WNBA star and former college basketball star uh, at Baylor University. Uh, and they're holding her on uh, what essentially is marijuana charges uh, in Russia, which is probably a little shit um, because she is out as an LGBTQ and she now is basically a political hostage uh, in this whole saga that's going on between Russia and the United States and Ukraine and everything. Um, but it, it kind of outlines of like if the NCAA just basically said, OK, well, no more bowl games in Florida. <laughs> Because the NCAA, but the NCAA did that to South Carolina when they still had the Confederate flag and flying Indiana. over there. Yeah. 
And now, Indiana, they did it when Pence tried the same bill before he was the vice president and the NCAA and Indiana basketball is big. Yep. Basketball is really big. And the NCAA said, you pass that bill, we'll never put the Final Four in Indiana ever again. Yep. And, and guess what? Yeah. They they revoked the bill within days. And I think that's what needs yeah. to happen. Well, I know that the, the NCAA doesn't necessarily control the bowl games. Those are done by the bowl sponsorships themselves. Um, the NCAA cannot recognize anybody that goes to the bowl games as anybody that's on the NCAA. Like, actually in the top 25 and the NCAA does control who, where the national championship plays, uh, as well as the NFL, as well as, you know, MLB, you start taking away the entertainment properties in Florida and there is nothing left but swamps. That is it. <laughs> Again, this is why Bob Chapek is weak is that he, he came out with this milk toast statement. And DeSantis immediately was like, they're full of crap. Screw Disney. Yeah. Right? And he's betting, DeSantis is betting that he's tougher than Chapek and Disney. Right? Uh, Sadly, he doesn't quite have as much money as those two, though. <laughs> the, the, here's the thing. Disney Disney's going to have to do it. Yeah. I mean, here's, here's have the thing. To do something. Well, here's the thing. And they got a they got a website up. Where is JPEG? But here's the thing, though. It's the I want to I want to put the right piece on this though. Is kudos to the Disney employees who are basically trying to hold the CEO accountable and say this isn't good enough. This is bullshit. You are you know, for lack of a better word, saying you are weak. You know, and they are doing walkouts they're doing all sorts of strikes and things like that to basically raise awareness just as if florida did anything you know disney did anything to florida if the people working at disney did anything to disney they're screwed as well because while disney can take a hit they can't for the long run and their pr and their marketing on this has to land otherwise it's going to seriously hurt all the rest of their their stuff and at that point you know stock uh stockholders and stuff like that and those well, people and are going to get involved and then it's going to get real messy up at the top even before this right there were rumors that some of the shareholders were going to do a push mm-hmm. to the board to have him removed as ceo i could see it this is one of those things that then that was before he screwed this up right yeah because i mean everything that's happening right now is all eiger He's just riding the wave right now. He is riding the wave of all the success that, that Iger put into place. And and JPEG has put some business people and not creatives in positions over their creative people, both at Marvel and mm-hmm. at Lucasfilm. That and never works. A, there is a lot of consternation about it. Bob Iger, the reason the MCU is the way the MCU is, is that Bob Iger told Kevin Feige, just do it. Yeah, go make right? me money. I'll worry about the business. Go make me money. And Kevin Feige succeeded. And Lucasfilm has succeeded. They've done fine. Okay. They're profitable. Okay. Very profitable. Um, Everything that, that, that Disney has done when they leave the creatives to do the creative stuff and they do the right thing. They're massive. Massive. Yep. 
I was going to have a massive uh, segue there, but I think the massive segue is that uh, Elden Ring has sold 12 million copies already worldwide. And apparently you can beat it in under 30 minutes. I Okay, on like New Game <laughs> Plus 5 or some shit like that, probably. No, like, I, I, I don't know. No, so it's an any percent speed run. So no completionist thing. You just get from beginning to end, like straight up start. And apparently they set a new record. And it is 28 minutes and 59 seconds to beat Elden Ring. I want to watch this, actually. I don't know if we can watch it legally on st stream. We probably can, because it's a game. Oh, yeah. But I want to watch it and just, like, see if they've had to do any of those, like, weird glitch things that you have to do in, like, uh, um, that you get to do in, like, the Mario games when they do the speed runs and stuff like that. Like, Apparently um, this one, so the, the thing that I'm reading is it's not... It's apparently a section that you go to that lets you teleport all over the map. And then some bananas platforming. Yeah. Which this game has had in, in spades, let's be honest. Someone's level uh, 999. I believe that. Because I've seen people going through new game after new game after new game. Just harvesting. Uh, uh, I put the link to the speedrun in the chat if anybody wants to check that out later. Um, I just think it's really interesting that you can do that. You know, I think it's really fun that people are, are doing that and good for Elden Ring. Yeah. It's an you interesting, know. it's an interesting concept and it's, it brings back the MMORPG so much time. Yeah. Uh, it brings up the whole MMORPG kind of piece about it because you can still do the same stuff you can do in Dark Souls where you can like go in and do co-op or go in and do an invasion or whatever. And you can be doing PVP and like. The map on this one is massive compared to any other Souls game out there. Um, but it seems a lot more fluid than most other Souls games, too. I don't, I don't, I, I will be honest in, in you that I've been told never to play these games because they fear for my blood pressure, apparently. Um, apparently, you need to like keep like a, a notes app or a notebook next to you while you're playing Elden Ring because there is no yeah. quest mark, there's nothing. Yeah, like, there's no quest marker, no nothing, like... Good luck. Yeah. It's like Earthbound back in the day where you needed a guide, you know? Yeah. Which there's probably like 80 guides now on the internet, so you can just keep that keep that uh, tab open on a second screen or in your phone or something like that. Um, I'm just glad that stuff that's not traditional is getting mass market. Yes. Because that, that opens up the coffers for the business people, kind of coming, like, swinging this back around to when we put business people in charge of things. If you can point to something that's not mass markets, it's not mm -hmm. like a Ubisoft clone or one of those ones with quest markers everywhere. Well, okay. I'll let you finish, but I got I to I gotta, I gotta something on that. It, it will help the business people open the budgets to yeah. do more games like that, right? Success breeds success. I'm just going to say it. Somebody in the chat was like, at least with this, when you die, you don't lose your gear. I'm already still triggered from Tarkov. Stop that. I stopped. I got rid of Tarkov. I'm done. Oh, did uh, you get rid of Tarkov finally? I haven't played. I don't have enough time to play Tarkov. I haven't played in like months now. Um, but so here's the thing, though. Um, and, and I guess kudos for for. Uh, uh, was it Namco Bandai that put this game out? No, it's uh, from Soft. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's actually published by uh, Bandai Namco, I believe. Yeah. Um, kudos to them because they took 
they basically took the Legend of Zelda and made it in a in an anime horror game. Like, you think about it, right? Like, open world, lots of different bosses to go kill, things to collect, no story that made any sense whatsoever, no map to go by for the most part, and no real decent UI with horses and uh, arrows and jumping and all like that. It's just the it's the Legend of Zelda from Nintendo 64. That's it. That's all it is. Just more with prettier graphics. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, kudos to them. It's a formula that works. Let's be honest. So it's good. Um, right. I actually would I like to see as much as as again, I don't play the game, but I do watch a lot of people who do play it because I find the content fun um, and I see why they like to play the game. Um, it's a lot of fun when it, when you can sink your teeth into a game that that for was it a fifty nine ninety nine game? Yeah, I think I think it's a standard fifty nine ninety nine game that yeah. people are just plowing through so much of content on this, and it just like value to price. And and again, you can play it completely single player without any you know online features and stuff like that. Like that's a good deal. Like. You know, I know I sound like a dad when I'm like, ah, it's a good deal. Slap the hood, you know, but like for real, like you don't get that in most games these days. <laughs> most of the time it's like, all right, cool. And here's 15 things of DLC and, and, you know, uh, color packs and all this kind of stuff. No, Elden Ring is just like, nah, go earn it the old fashioned way. Have fun. Bye. So they also gave the devs raises. I hadn't seen that part of it, but good on them if they did, because they probably worked really hard on this game. And it shows in the thought yeah. process. Uh, in the uniqueness of the bosses, which I learned about... Um, we get back on the anime thing. Uh, uh, what anime-inspired Elden Ring? And I think it's called... Berserk was the type of like anime horror from back in the day that apparently people absolutely love. Um, and I didn't know that like Souls games and Bloodborne and all that stuff kind of basically mm -hmm. took that style and everything from it. Uh, so yeah, so that was kind of an interesting, like, that's you know, again, you're just pulling from threads and stuff like that, like, it's interesting, sort of like. Like pull to it, you know. Um, so I don't know. It was a, it was like part Skyrim, part uh, Legend of Zelda, from what I can kind of gather with it, with a very steep difficulty curve, uh, which is you know pretty much from Soft's ML. <laughs> okay, going from anime horror, you said you wanted to talk about Turning Red. Oh yeah, so that, that's actually. It's actually a lot more pleasant than anime horror. Uh, <laughs> so I sat down and watched this, and I've seen I've seen some mixed reactions to this. Most critics have this as a as a must watch. Mm -hmm. um, I saw a lot of people who were poo pooing it and naysaying it because it's like they were like, "No, it's not for me. It's too tart." Do, 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 do. I'm telling you right now, right? I was never a teenage girl. Shock shocker shockers right <laughs> okay i wasn't but and that's what this movie is about okay this movie is about a teenage girl who's entering puberty and the relationship she has with her mother right furthermore i am not an asian teenage girl 
So I don't have that cultural reference to to as part of my own life. This movie is universal. So everybody who's saying like, oh, it's a do-do-do-do. No, this movie is freaking universal. It is great. Um, Pixar knocked it out of the park again. Again, I'm going to kick Bob Chapek in the face. <laughs> Why this didn't get a major theatrical release I is is literally it beyond me. It does it right? does feel a little weird. So I didn't watch all of this movie, but I did watch parts of it. Uh my daughter was watching it over the weekend when it came out because now she's she's figured out how to like remind herself that certain things are releasing on Disney Plus. So I guess the marketing levers are working. Which it's is working. fine because that's, you know, that's good. That's you want to you want them to be able to see content, not watch the same Netflix episode a hundred million times, right? Like, yeah. And in true Pixar fashion, when they do it, when they do it well, Pixar takes one tiny aspect of life and blows it out into this fantastical thing. Up was that way. Coco was that way. Cars was that way. You Moana, know, Moana, Toy Story, like they just they simple around this one single theme, yeah. And they do such a great job, just deep diving to a psychological level. Oh, on uh, that. and it's fantastic. Uh, what's the one where with uh, anger where she's got the emotions? Uh, why can't I think of that? Inside Out, that movie. Inside, Inside Out. Out. Yep. Another one of those. Um, chat's asking, would you say it's better than any of the newer Disney movies? Um. Disney's such a wide brand now. You're gonna have to specify. I'm probably saying more. Disney animated movies. Um, yeah. I mean, it's probably better than most of the Disney animated stuff that I've seen in the last couple of years. Well, and it's also hard to separate Pixar from. I put it. I I I think it's actually. I do think it's probably better than Encanto. It's definitely better than Raya the Last Dragon. Um. Was Encanto Pixar though, or was no, it straight it's up Disney. Disney? It's Disney. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. I, I'm I'm going through the list right now. Um, Ron's gone wrong. Yes, it was better than that. Luca definitely better than Luca. Yeah. Soul I didn't actually see. So, uh, okay. Onward. Soul was another one of those ones that was like. It flew under the radar. Yeah, but it shouldn't and it have. came out in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, but I mean, it came out in December of 2020. Yeah. And so there was just no way for them to do a theatrical release. Um, Onward was good. Uh, it's better than, but it's. Yeah, I mean, it's probably. You could make an argument for Encanto. But it's definitely between that and Encanto. Like, I mean, Encanto is all about, like, I feel like I never have to see that movie because it's a Lin-Manuel Miranda soundtrack. Um, yeah. That's it. Um, like, that's the movie right there. So then they then they decided, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda came to Disney and was like, hey, I got this fire-ass soundtrack for you. And they were like, all right, well, we'll guess we'll make a movie around it then. Yeah. Like, um, so, yeah. Uh, to answer the chat, look at, for, for animated features, it's definitely probably... Again, you can make an argument for Encanto, but it's it's definitely up there yeah. in the the top releases since the start of the pandemic. And again, at a time when movie theaters are opening up again and people are going back out, why in God's name 
Bob Chapek and the business fools over at Disney, where you just Disney, you just had a you movie. You just hate dude, him. You just dude, hate him. I hate. Look, I because I can't think. So so look, I'm left with a couple of options here, uh-huh. right? You got Spider Man headlined by a freaking you know milk toast white guy, right? But it did a billion dollars in the box office. A billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. You don't think Turning Red could have made its money back in the box office? Right. Okay? Yeah. At a time when the when the country's opening back up and people are actually going to the movies again. You you're not worried right now whether people are willing to go to the theaters. They obviously are. Right? The Batman did crazy numbers, right? All these movies are doing crazy numbers. Why you would push this straight to streaming, right? When it is the first Pixar movie, yeah, right, that you've had in almost a year, and the first one you've had the opportunity to do a major theatrical release on because of COVID since before the pandemic. Because the last movie they released in theaters before the pandemic was Onward, which was totally fine. I thought it was a, a cute movie. Yeah, it was I great. I watched it with my That's kid. Fantastic. It was yeah. okay. Right? This is your first Pixar film? Yeah. In freaking two years? And you were like, yeah, let's just stick it on dip. No! I will no. say, I'll be interested it's a to see a bad what- business decision. Yeah. I would love to see... Here's the thing, though. I'd actually love to see if this drove significant streaming numbers. Because while so, maybe critically acclaimed, if people don't I, stream it, then they're just going to look at the numbers and be like, okay, well, we made the right call. It Here's the thing. So two things. One, it got a crappy marketing plan. I don't know who did the marketing for this movie. But it, I didn't see much about it. Mm, right? I saw a ton about it ahead of time. Uh, I saw so much more for so many other movies that I did not see hardly anything about this one. Comparatively, number two, it's all about that first watch, right? That's that's the marker for them, and they know it, right? When you subscribe, and I, I was reading a, some good articles on this. For most of the major streamers, the big metric they look for to determine whether a movie did what it was supposed to do for them is did someone subs- when someone subscribes to Disney Plus, Netflix, boo, 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 whatever, mm-hmm. what's the first movie they watch? What is the first piece of content that they spend more than three minutes with? Yeah. Because okay. you have to assume that that's the thing that drove them to get the stream. To, in the first place. sign up for the su- subscription because it's all about growth for them at this point. Yeah. Right? They're not worried about back-end numbers. They're worried about how many people are subscribing to Disney+, Plus. how many new subs are we getting every month? Yeah. Right? What's that content demand gen look like? Right. And so... Because here's the thing. There is enough on Disney+, Plus, and I have Disney+. Plus. I've had it since it came out. Right? Um, I have the bundle with ESPN+, Plus and Hulu+. Plus, right? Um, it's it's new subs. Yeah. They're gonna keep most everybody else. Anybody with with kids and anything like, they're gonna keep those people. Once you sign up and you see the sheer volume of content on there, mm-hmm. you're not gonna do it. And the way they do new content for their TV shows keeps you from unsubscribing, right? Because 
Lest yeah. we forget, Book of Boba Fett just ended, and we're about to start Moon Knight, then Obi-Wan, and yep. Miss Marvel. Yep. And Miss Marvel and Obi-Wan are going to overlap slightly. For the first time. Yeah, that's for the first time. news. Uh, Variety was talking about that the other day, because Disney typically does not overlap their their exclusive shows. I think that's because of their movie release schedule coming up, and they need to get Marvel in there for a couple of reasons. And... You know, I think having things slip around need the it, pandemic they and stuff need like it that. Done. Yeah. They need it. They need that show. There's something in that show that they need to show before Multiverse of Madness comes out. Right. No, because it comes out afterwards. It's in June, isn't it? No, I think it comes out. I think it it'll Multiverse of Madness should come out right at the tail end. Oh no, it comes out right after. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, it starts June eighth well, this year. Moon Knight starts on the thirtieth. She Hulk comes out later this year too. And that's I'm the thing. looking forward to that one too. Uh, they've done some remix on that, I think, because they're because they're basically letting the cat out of the bag that we're getting a new Daredevil season and all that kind of stuff, and she's uh, going to be I, a part of it. And I think they're going to. I just yeah. I love the actress they got for that, Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, is amazing. I think it's gonna be and fun. I can't wait to see what she does with that character. Well, and it's it's one of those like it's a throwback character to the '90s was the first time I really got into any of that stuff, um, and the, or at least the look of of She Hulk that I remember the most, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's just gonna be I don't know it's gonna be a fun one. I think they're doing some reshoots and stuff like that because they're gonna insert Charlie Cox and stuff like that and more in there than yeah, you know, kind of like Spider Man No Way Home episode. It won't be. I don't think it's going to be full-on Book of Boba Fett style, where, like, there's a whole episode yeah. that doesn't have She-Hulk in it. But since they're both lawyers and stuff like that, I think there's going to be some it more makes, overlap. It in, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Here's my question. Since we, we know we got Charlie Cox back, because obviously we saw Daredevil yep. in No Way Home. No Way Home. Which uh, is on streaming now, too, by the way. Is That's it? Really, yeah, it's on streaming now. Just, you know, if you want to go back and relive the, the awesomeness of that movie about 100 times. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize it had hit streaming. Yep, there's a giant billboard that has all three Spider-Men. Spoilers, by the way, for chat. Uh, there's a big billboard by my house now that has all three Spider-Men on it, talking about it being now on You're- streaming. Oh, so Disney Plus, it doesn't hit till the 20th. Oh, no. March 15th. Yep. Ooh. Mm, gotta watch that. <laughs> oh, but it's more all good pay. shit. It's all pay streaming. It'll be. It'll come back though. On no. Uh, yeah, it'll come back to free. That's oh, yeah. all right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to pay twenty for it yet. I haven't decided. Yeah. Um. <sighs> oh, what did you, what did you so think? The question I was gonna ask you. Yeah. Are we gonna get any of the other Netflix characters? You think they're going to bring him in? If they don't, getting, if they don't bring in Luke Daredevil. Cage, then it's a crime. I don't care about Iron oh, Fist. Yeah. I, I did not watch Jessica Jones, though I want to because of David Tennant. Um, I did watch oh, Luke that was, Cage. That was rough. It was a rough watch. It was. It's a rough watch. I mean, it's a rough character, right? Like, I think uh, they need to soften the hell out of some of that. Like, they did. They did a really good job with the PTSD and handling. Yes. The, the sexual assault portions of it, all the stuff that's very touchy subjects. They did a really good job 
but it is not an easy watch. No. And David Tennant does almost too good of a job being the purple man. Yeah. Uh, chat says they keep talking about Punisher. I'd be very careful on Punisher considering how well that uh, logo has been used by certain groups in America. And I think that I they're think very they're aware of that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would actually like to see the Defenders in some capacity. Like you can I just, enjoyed the Defender show. I, I think that it's the... That I, was fun. Screw Iron Fist because I think that was stupid. They need to recast that one. But I, Luke Cage was always been... I've liked that character for a long time. I like Jessica Jones's character. Like I, I like who's playing it. Uh, I like Daredevil. I like all of that kind of stuff. I think they could have... You know, again, like in every Marvel phase, like the long phases, right? If you think about like four, mm -hmm. five, six, or whatever, like that, is it leading up to New Avengers? Um, they always have those, like, you know, on the street level kind of things. And then they've got the like big political Falcon Winter Soldier kind of things, and then you've got the big cosmic kind of things, right? And you're starting to see everybody get slotted into that stuff. And I think Spider-Man's going to be more on that ground level again with. The defenders and like i think miss marvel is going to go back to the cosmic with the marvels movie coming out um and then you know where where the x-men and everything slot in is is probably more in that political long form kind of thing i think i them so and the fantastic i'm Four. really curious about multiverse of madness we know patrick stewart's in it we're all presuming he's playing professor x of oh, some version um that's really one that i am um, super curious about yeah i will say uh, that the miss yeah good no you're good no i was gonna say the miss marvel trailer uh was quite lovely i, I like what it. they're doing with it um i like the john hughes the, like the talk bubbles and yeah. all that stuff like they've changed up the I character a little bit though slightly that's that's what i'm i'm actually looking forward to watching with my little one mm -hmm. because like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was too uh, cerebral. She's seven, right? Yeah. So a little too much for her. WandaVision, she just couldn't get into. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Hawkeye, we watched a couple episodes. Uh, but I think she'll, I think she'll really like Miss Marvel. Yeah. Uh, mine got, is still very much into Naomi. Uh, the series mm -hmm. um, that one is still going really well but I think this one fits right up in there but it just has that you know whereas the DC shows are still here they're better than the movies the Marvel shows are just that much better all the time oh yeah and so yes. you know presenting yeah. another you know high school girl becoming a superhero kind of thing I think is really going to tick a lot of boxes on some of that stuff and right. just kind of the, the goofiness they do in that show which matches the comic a lot um, Here's the thing. It just looks fun. You have to do that stuff. And it's it's how you keep these franchises going. It's also how you grow this community. Um and I'm actually gonna I'm gonna bring it back to D D, right? Because mm -hmm. we talk about D D and a lot of us are old farts playing D D. <laughs> so last night at the store, I had a dad, and I would guess the dad is probably early thirties, mm -hmm. mid thirties maybe, but he was in there with his uh 12 year old son and he had actually messaged me previously about this right and i gotta give a shout out to the community because they really it was the dad's second session ever playing D, &D mm -hmm. and the son's second session ever playing D, &D and and the community really got into it 
and they, they really help the, the kid and the stuff out, but that's how you keep these things going. Everything can't be Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Everything can't be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. If you want people to stay invested in these franchises and keep them going, you have to do stuff that's going to appeal to a younger audience. Yeah. You just have to. You have to, Work. and you have to find ways to um, adapt with the times, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's a different world than when our generation got into superheroes and stuff like that. And it's a much yes. more complex world in some ways. Um, and you've got to be able, you've got to be mindful of that because, again, at the end of the day, and I'm going to bring this to Identico just to close out the show because this is, you know, what we we'll right. But, like, at the end of the day, all science fiction and literature like that is telling mostly allegorical stories to human life. Just like we mm -hmm. said with Pixar, they take that one theme and they blow it out and they make amazing stuff around it and stuff like that. Sci-fi, fantasy, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it's cool. And you got cool looking stuff and everything like that. But it still tells very human stories uh, at the yep. end of the day because that's the connection. That's the connective tissue to the audience. And, you know. The, the more that people want to scream and yell and stuff about how they change characters and they do all these kind of things, man, it's just, just enjoy all of it. Enjoy all the permutations of it. Enjoy the ones you had back then. Enjoy the ones that are out now because we could be watching, you know, the news. Yeah. And, like, let's be real about that. Real world kind of sucks. So it, let's it, enjoy the it, fake world. It does. And. And BitPlayer brings up a good point, chat. You have to break the stretch. Too much doom and gloom, and who's going to spend money to see that? Exactly. And that's the thing is, like, the world is stressful. Like, the real world sucks a lot of the time. <laughs> it does. And so sometimes it's nice to get a good palate cleanser and watch a wholesome, nice story, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't think it diminishes the art form yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Well, and it also gives you something to, to fight for too, because like you're gonna see, mm -hmm. you're gonna see Miss Marvel grow up through several parts of phases five and six. I think we're in now. We're going to no, we're five in and four. We're the end of four now. We're the end of I four, think. going into five. So you're gonna see her grow up between four, five, and probably eventually into six, right? And so by the time it reaches six, it's gonna have that Spider-Man kind of like run up where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, she's taking on a lot of responsibility in this world, kind of thing. Because uh, mm -hmm. I think I think we're gonna have new Avengers is going to be the Avengers down there. It's gonna be it might not even be called new Avengers, but it, well, that's what it's somebody, gonna be. It's gonna be younger ones out there. Somebody pointed out this is actually the longest break we've had. Yeah, since the MCU came out, since it premiered in 2008, this is the longest break we've had between the big team up movie, yeah. be that Avengers, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, and Endgame. Good. They've got a lot more. They got a lot more world building before we're ready to get to the to the to that part. To so the next stuff. And so there's a lot of curiosity of when that announcement's going to come. Yeah. Because as of right now, there's nothing on the docket. That's okay. They got they got enough things to work. They got enough things to work on. I think it's. We just. I, I still feel the 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 afterglow of uh, Endgame of Endgame. And because we've just had a steady drip of good Marvel stuff, I think it's okay. We can ride that for a little while because you got Loki that's like way over here. You got Multiverse of Madness over here. It's the yarn wall is very, you know, uh -oh. very peace. Let's 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 do this real quick and then we can end the show because chat brought this up. 
the guy who played Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU, yep. also known for some amazing roles over his career from Broadcast News, which I think was his big premiere role back in 1970-something or other. Let's talk about a Bloom uh, and Doom movie right there. Right. Uh, William Hurt passed away. Yep. Which would which be interesting I, because the Thunderbolts was going to be a thing that was going to be made. I th- I think they were working on that. Yeah. Uh, with all the stuff with uh, Julius Dreyfus and all the other stuff. And so... They, they may yes. just not have a Hulk or they might make somebody else a Hulk. That's fine. They're going to they're gonna have to do something. Um, he had an amazing career and... Yeah. It it sucks. Yeah. Nope. Agreed. Agreed. All right, man. Where can people find you, sir? You can find me pretty much everywhere. All of the socials at Alex the Humanoid. And you can see me uh, not this next Monday, but the Monday following on Chaos Inc. And if you're in the Seattle area, come join us for Identico at Gamers Heaven. At 5116-196 Street Southwest, we will be running Identico tomorrow, and then we have another Identico session on Sunday. Come on, hang out tomorrow. Heck yeah. Cool. You can find me everywhere at the Malaman, uh, and I will see you all at Gamers Heaven tomorrow, uh, and we will see you all back here next week. Uh, Remember, Monday's our week off from Chaos Incorporated, so we will have the replay coming up. On Monday, check our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash identico for that going up. Uh, Otherwise, until then, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, drink your water, take your vitamins, stay safe out there, stay weird. We love you, all right? Good night, everybody.